Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Murder Mysteries! Whoa. That's a ghost sound. That's not what sound murder makes. Elementary. <laughs> elementary. Elementary. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. mm, mm. oh, oh. Stabby, stabby. <laughs> bang, bang. Poison, poison. Think ah, about that. Poison, poison, of course. Well, the yeah. thing I say whenever Yeah, exactly. That's someone. your first mistake, is to say poison, poison <laughs> as you're mixing the drink with your back turned to the person who's about to have it. <laughs> Poison, poison, poison. Wait, did you just whisper poison, poison? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> fib, fib. <laughs> fib, fib. <laughs> uh, and to help us to get to the bottom of these uh There's a these mystery guest. Who could it be? <laughs> we have Dave Bowman. It's one of us. Welcome. <laughs> it's one of us. One of us here in this room is the guest. <laughs> Disgusting. Hello there. Uh, welcome back, Dave, CEO of the uh, CEO of Last Pitch oh, podcast. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. forgot the CEO of Last Pitch. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. that's why we haven't been getting any funding. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I've been embezzling it all. <laughs> Which gives you the motive. <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't. That gives me a motive. You're both safe. My motive yeah. is to keep you both I alive. Guess. Keep well, us, yeah. To be fair, you can say that of any boss, really. The only motive <laughs> no, they have so. not to kill you yeah. is that you continue to generate profit for yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you can rely on them so much. But yes, uh, welcome back to the show, Dave. We're going to pitch some murder mystery movies given to us by people on our social media. That is facebook.com forward slash Life's a Bitch podcast, Twitter at Life's a Bitch show. We asked for murder mysteries this week. You can go on there on Fridays. Usually we post up a genre for what film we post up a post with what genre we're doing this week. And you just comment and and reply with your own suggestions. Uh, But before I read any of those out and we pitch those movies first, what we're going to do is we're going to come up with a detective to solve yeah. these murders. Yes. That we're going to be... A single you detective need. to solve all the murders. No yeah. one detective can solve all the murders this, yeah, this exactly. week. Exactly. Surely. But <laughs> I suppose that's only what people do who to make up a TV series about a detective. So that's yeah. Yeah. It's possible. It can be done. So, so this detective... <laughs> Oh, right, I... this Columbo, this this Sherlock Holmes, this Poirot, uh-huh. uh-huh. um, this this uh, finger licking this um, Agnes Brown. This Agnes What's his, Brown. What, what, what is his name in um, uh, in in Knives Out? Uh, Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. He's, yes, he's got a French name with a Southern fried accent. Benoit Blanc. Is, yeah. Are we brave uh, enough to literally put the word noir in our detective's name? I don't think we are. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can. I, I, I think... <laughs> <laughs> not as artfully as that we're not. I quite like the surname of, of our detective to be noir. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's what's their first name? We've got their surname. This is the great the great start to a character creation. Yeah. We start with a surname, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then get a first name, and then and then come up with whatever Nobby. They, they are. What? Nobby. Nobby. Nobby Noir. Nobby Noir. <laughs> <laughs> Nobby Noir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Norbert Noir. Norbert Noir. Norbert Noir. Everyone calls him Nobby. He's not. He's not in the least bit like cool or noiry. He's just. He's, yeah. he's, just... he's a. He's a northern like stand-up comedian. Like uh... what he is is he's a big. He's a big dweeb. Is what he is. He's covered in pimples yeah. and he's, <laughs> his, his glasses are sellotaped together. Yeah. He's got <laughs> a kind of uh, Frank Spencer vibe to him. Yeah. Hasn't he? Like, yeah, yeah. That's how he solves all his crimes by just sort of stumbling into things. <laughs> Nobby Noir. <laughs> he. Uh, so I'm thinking he's got to have a signature trait. So mm. like you got Poirot's mas- uh, mustache, uh, Sherlock Holmes's hat, yeah, Columbo's raincoat. Uh, Nobby Noir has got a his his hair grows in a weird way. So he's got normal hair. But on one side of his head, he's got a big long stick of hair that he hangs a hat on the end of. <laughs> so he has to go through doorways sideways. <laughs> when 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 Tom was pitching this idea to me about like we should should always have we should have, they always have this one trait. You know, every every uh, every detective has this one trait. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, like um like uh, Sherlock's uh, obsession with the like. Uh, like his addiction problems, you know, like he's mm. drinking too much and he and he, ha- he he gets obsessed with the violin and shuts himself away or, you know, uh, uh, Poirot's fastidiousness with his environment and, and, and his and his uh, and Tom was like, no, like hat, <laughs> hat mustache, yeah. raincoat. <laughs> um, I, don't know, I don't know where you're pulling all these facts from, Matt. I think. Nobby's got having, a, wa- having watched them. Nobby's yeah. got a mustache where on one side it's a normal mustache, but on the other side it's a big long stick of hair that sticks out in front of his face and he hangs out on it. <laughs> he's struggling. He's part detective, part hat stand. Is that? Yeah, is I'm, that... I'm struggling. Yeah, I'm struggling to think of new like facial features of person could have. it has to be something that's only that person and as soon as you see it so that on the dvd box set when inevitably this film (laughs) is adapted into a stage play and then into a tv series and then that's what it's famous for the but the dvd box set needs to just be like an impressionistic outline of that thing so the poirot one can be his mustache and his little hat has he got a little hat we need yeah we need a specific silhouette don't we yeah yeah because um, I was um, thinking, like when you said dweeb, I thought just these massive glasses, mm. which show just just his eyes, <laughs> like a cartoon, yeah. just yeah. his eyes. Yeah, yeah, like when, like when the when the sort of you know when someone puts on glasses and their eyes look bigger. Yeah, um, but he uses uh, that. He uses it to be able. To, it actually widens his field of view. So he can yeah. see details that other people see can't see because they would have yeah, to yeah. turn their head and look around. <laughs> he can see around corners. I love, I love the fact in one scene in one of these movies, he takes his glasses off and puts them round a corner and can see. <laughs> He's like a muppet. He's got his eyes yeah. in the glasses. Yeah, that's... and when he when he takes his, his glasses off, he's got like tiny bead yeah. eyes, like a muppet. <laughs> Like, uh, like Ditto from uh, 
Detective yeah. Pikachu. It's just these yeah. little black M and M's. Black M, yeah, tiny little dot eyes yeah. when he takes his glasses off, and then he puts them back on, on, on in their steam full Steve Buscemi eyes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I was also. I just want to run this by you. It's just a pitch. You don't have to go with it. Wizard hat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, if you're going to have a wizard hat. I'm gonna want yeah. you to do something wizardy at some point. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, he just he just loves fantasy. Oh, he's just a big because he's a big dweeb. <laughs> yeah, he's a big dweeb. He just loves. He plays Dungeons and Dragons. He's he he reads a lot of uh, yeah of um uh Brandon Sanderson yeah um, <laughs> Brandon Spanky <laughs> Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he, uh, and you know, he's uh, goes to a lot of cons. Yeah, goes to a lot of uh, a lot of, uh, of fantasy. Uh, like you know, he does a lot of ren fairs. Like say, let's make it internationally uh, accessible. By which I mean, of course, um, Americans yes. like it, and we all have to deal with their yes. cultural, their weird um, words for things, yeah. uh, kind of backwards uh, nature. Yeah, um, and, yeah. And so he goes to a lot of. In order to try and be cool, he does wear his wizard's hat backwards. <laughs> He does, yeah. Well, I was thinking, like, <laughs> nobody yes, knows. He's got the scene. There's a scene where he's going into a bar where he's, everyone's <laughs> too cool for him. And he's like, don't worry, there we go. He grabs <laughs> the brim and just turns it around, yeah. <laughs> See, the star on the top's on backwards now. See? <laughs> he's got a star on the top of it. Yeah, like a Christmas tree. Yeah. That's not what wizards had to have, but I'm putting it there for this. Does he have a cape as well with a load of, of stars and moons? Of course he on has. The, on the lining. And that's how he gets to be a detective because everyone thinks he's a harmless wizard. <laughs> <laughs> so he can infiltrate everyone any any group of criminals or whatever. A harmless wizard. Yeah. I love the idea of of this of this wizard man detective being a like almost almost famous at this point for for like solving crimes and he walks onto into like a, a, a Agatha Christie style like mansion. And uh, just the people who've committed the murder just sweating, like, oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Nobby Noir. <laughs> Shit. I've got his name. I've got, well, I've got a murdered someone. <laughs> Shit. It's this wizard flailing <laughs> <laughs> his cape on. around. His cloak. Yeah. In, in Knives Out, Benoit Blanc uses that to great effect, right? Yeah. Being the police presence mm. makes everyone mm. sort of like start to sweat. He gets to ask uh, off, off, off the wall questions. Yeah. Uh, like, if you were a character in a Dungeons and Dragons game, <laughs> what class would you play? What? what, what I don't even know what the options are. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've never played Dungeons and Dragons in my life. Well, would you be a druid or would you be a barbarian? I don't know the difference. I did it, all right? I did it. I've only got a bloody done it. Just don't tell me about your latest campaign. I, for God's sake, I beg you. <laughs> well, me and my buddies were off to fight no. a Tiamat. I did it, I did it! Put me in chains! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all for this week's episode. Um, that's, <laughs> that's basically every every film uh, out of the way. Yep. But uh, I think we've got we've got Nobby Noir. Yeah. To two two more things I think we need. Right. Uh, for 
for this detective. So who's playing them, or oh, do yeah. we get, mm-hmm. or do we cast different actors in each in each movie? You know, like oh, uh, that's tempting, isn't it? Because then, yeah. yeah, that's tempting actually. Like a kind of James Bond kind of figure, or mm-hmm. um, do we cast the same one and, and have this be a franchise? Mm. Uh, the start of a franchise, which might be recast later on in a reboot twenty years down the line. Once, once we we release one film and it doesn't really take off that well. Yeah. Um, what What's the other thing we need to know? What their flaw is. Mm, so like, yes. uh, what they, yeah. I feel as if we've been through quite a few of what their flaws are, <laughs> but uh, they're all their strengths. Their facial flaw. They're all, yeah. <laughs> they're, uh, they're all strengths, yeah. guys. No, 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 like, uh, I, I think, I think his like, his name's this, perfect. His interests are perfect. His hat is perfect. What, what's his flaw? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, like, very much his strength is getting obsessed with really nerdy stuff. Yeah. No matter what right. environment they're put yeah, into. Yeah, actually, that is a strength for a detective are. because then yeah, yeah, because then you can because then you've got an eye for granular details, haven't you? So yeah, that actually exactly. is a strength. So you get like so we could put them onto like let's say the set of a Star Wars movie, <laughs> and um, like they would immediately know all the background of characters yeah. from the Star Wars universe yeah. and immediately know all the knowledge about the cameras and stuff like that, so that that's how they would solve these <laughs> mysteries. Yeah. Their flaw mm. is um, uh, no sense of direction. <laughs> <laughs> so they never turn up at the correct crime scene. Yeah, lost really easily. <laughs> yeah. No. Just, I love that. It, it's up there with Sherlock Holmes' opiate addiction. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but it is because Sherlock Holmes' opiate addiction can, like, that can incapacitate him at key moments. Whereas yeah. with Nobby, like, he's like, right then, I've got a crime to solve. And he just he ends up in China. And he does. It, <laughs> It's of no use. <laughs> He's not there. He walks all the way to China. Get, he takes yeah. the Orient Express, and what he really <laughs> needed was well, a boat. We, we could, we could definitely have that hyperfixation thing work against him as well, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's not so much that he keeps getting lost; it's that he follows someone like oh right like yeah. someone has a backpack that he's really yeah. interested in like he's just like oh i didn't know i didn't know that those they made those anymore i'm gonna see where they go and just follows gets him on a gets on a plane yeah. gets ends up in china mm. uh, <laughs> and then he could have just read the label that says made in china he would have had his answer that way <laughs> And then, and then they get back just in time to sort. That they work out who did it on the way back, on the plane flight back. Uh, <laughs> the whole, the whole of this, uh, I don't know, the whole of this conference, this business business conference, have been in lockdown with cops surrounding it. Nobody's been allowed to leave or enter the area until Nobby solved the crime. Meanwhile, Nobby's been on a, on a plane to China, ends up coming back and solving the mystery on the plane ride back. Yeah, and they're, so, and they're just like, but he hasn't been here. How did he solve the mystery? And it's just like, actually, just it just happened. It just happened to be that like the film on the plane has the same answer to this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a murder I mystery on the plane. When watching a movie on the plane, <laughs> I yeah. figured it uh, out. As, as my as my as my plane came down towards the conference center, I noticed 
that there was an extra space. I was looking at the blueprints earlier of this conference space, and it looks like there's an extra room. How, how could it have been John Smith when he was working visual effects on the movie I was watching on the plane, which was released on this date? <laughs> I saw his name in, in the credits. And it must be him. That his was- name's John Smith. It's got to be the same guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was being filmed during a pandemic. Airtight, <laughs> and, uh, that. Therefore, he wasn't allowed on or offset. <laughs> so, uh, who is playing Nobby Noir? Mm. Well, hang on. Nobby Noir. It, are we doing one actor or are we doing a number of actors? Yeah. That's the question. Because if we're doing a number of actors, we can press on. Yeah, I, I think I think for the purposes of the poster, I think we uh. should just stick with one one person yeah yeah and who do we think's got the range to play nobby noir nerd wizard with no sense of direction and giant eyes Iowadi. Iowadi. yeah with with a, with a cg pair of glasses yeah um, no he can just wear a pair of glasses that's, that's you can do that in real no, life. No, the <laughs> part of the part of the Nobby Noir brand is that the right. the, the, the eyes right, right. Uh, his, his, <laughs> his real eyes are tiny like buttons. Right. And his and his uh okay. and his uh, Well so it's CG eyes. With glasses on it's, eyes. So it's are we huge. can we save on the budget by simply giving him magnifying lens glasses and then when he takes them off, then CG uh, is yeah, the yeah, eyes yeah. on. There we don't need go, to find an actor with little tiny dot eyes. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> I think well. we do it the other way around. So our first Nobby Noir Ooh. mystery Ooh. from James Cannon. We've got it was fucking one ears. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. Uh, disgusting. Uh, yeah. So we. So so Nobby's in Scotland this this week. He's, uh, uh, someone's done a big Someone's done a poo. great big poo. But that's not the... Like, he wasn't hired for that. There's a, there is yeah, a crime yeah. somewhere completely else <laughs> yeah, that he's yeah. actually hired to do. Fo- yeah, following his previous high-profile uh, case yeah, that he yeah, solved, yeah. he's been brought in to solve an incredibly complicated mm-hmm. mystery in Edinburgh Castle. Yeah. <laughs> and he ends up in a house... In suburban Glasgow, yeah, the uh, body was shot out of a cannon during the uh, during the tattoo. <laughs> and so, this is this is Nobby on on. And like, he gets to uh, this house and he's like, "I've heard that there is a body that was shot out like a cannon." And the mum's like, "Yes, I, come and look at this. There's a foreign God. body in it." <laughs> I, yeah, knocks on the knocks on the door, and a, a lot, a little like um, an inspector calls. Yeah, the, the family just let him in because they all have guilty consciences. <laughs> and he's got like an inspector calls. He takes out of his coat a photograph of a poo that he shows them. <laughs> so he's trying to find out who's done the poo. Okay, but it's, it's not just it's not just it's not just that video. It's that there's a someone's done a poo somewhere <laughs> that they shouldn't have done. So like, yeah. you know, they've you know the thing the Indiana Jones thing, like they've swapped a valuable thing and they've quickly done a poo of the same weight on the on the poo. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then stopped doing the poo when it reached the correct weight. 
<laughs> I don't think this poo wants to have a, a bearing on the um, uh, on the on the murder, right. except to bring them to the same location. Right. Right. Oh, so yeah. the murder takes place in, in, in Edinburgh yeah, Castle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nothing to do. Yeah. Nobby's on a tourist bus to Edinburgh Castle, uh-huh. and the the on toilet. Uh, the on the on bus like on coach toilet is completely clogged and flooding because oh. someone did a poo on it, but no one was watching who came in or out, or mm. at least no one says that they were watching when they came in Wait. or out. So you've got this kind of like murder on the Orient Express. Hang on a minute, style. exactly. It's <laughs> like... murder on the Orient Express style. There is the audience is privy to the fact that there's a serious murder that's always just <laughs> yeah. passing in the background like out of the bus window you can see pallbearers and what have you like and, and police yeah. swarming in they're, they're parked up they're parked yeah. up in the in, in the um, but, in the parking lot yeah, of Edinburgh, Edinburgh Castle. Castle but all Nobby does for the whole film is just investigate the people on the bus to try and ascertain who did a poop and during it the murderer gets on the bus hijacks the bus yeah. and like we, we know that there's some proper crime going on but all the film is ever focused on this is a good idea for a film uh, because you're not meant to do poos on coach are you toilets not? are you not no, you, no you're only meant to do number ones are you they're they're, they're chemical toilets uh-huh. like yeah they, they they they've got the they've got the, the facilities for it but it's not a good idea i don't think yeah, yeah. i've done a poo on a bus but like i don't think i knew i wasn't supposed to so it's <laughs> You know just, what I mean? It's... Just gonna, I'm just going to clip that bit of your audio. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, I've done it, put on a bus, but I didn't know it was, it wasn't supposed to. <laughs> okay, I actually want you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a teaser for the new episode. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's like... <laughs> It's it like I think with the thing with coaches is it's it's not recommended. It's only there mm. for emergencies yeah. if you need to go to the loop. Yeah, but yeah. usually the that's the only time I'm going to have a poo on a bus. Don't worry about it. Yeah, not, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the only circumstance. You're not wobbling yourself in front of like in front of like uh, let's say t- fifteen to twenty people. Yeah. Who are who are looking forward towards the toilet? Yeah. Nobody wants to wobble their way yeah. towards the toilet. Nearly fall down the nearly stairs. Nearly fall down the stairs. Like have the door slam against. Do them, you know what? It's all right if there's. The I remember when I was a kid and we went on a bus that uh, regularly we went on a bus. I think it was the coach that took us swimming or something like that. But we at our school we'd regularly go on a bus that had stairs going down to a little to a little toilet yeah. booth. And I remember always being curious about that. And uh, one time I thought I'm gonna. I'm going to go to the toilet. And I went down there and I went in there. And uh, and immediately the teacher started yelling at me and dragged me out. All right, charming. But um, the, the only time I've been in a bus with a toilet when I'm an adult, it's just been like instead of a couple of the seats, at, like near the back, yeah. it's just been a little area oh, really? near the back. Yeah. And then and then there'll be a cupboard in it as well where they probably keep, I don't know, a hose or something. What, do you, what would you keep in a random bit of cupboard space in a bus? But like, <laughs> um, and no, you've got to be completely dedicated if you want to have a poo in there because... First off, everyone, you, you're, you're walking between everyone and then you're just going in between people. So everyone's like, okay, piece of information number one, this person is going to the toilet right next to me. There's a little thin wall around us, but right next to me. And after that, they're going to be privy to any smell that comes out of that, that box. So they're going to know exactly what went on in there. Um, so yeah, you want to limit that to a piss if you can possibly help it. <laughs> exactly my point. I, I've... Uh... I've I've just found out how 
he captures the murderer in this. So yeah, like halfway through the movie, the they figure out who's done the poo on the bus. Yeah, nothing comes yeah. of it because <laughs> because it's not a crime. No, but yeah, the, 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 at that point, social. the murderer actually the murderer Edinburgh Castle gets on the bus mm. and goes yeah. right. I need to go to the airport. Is there anyone? I thought is you were there anyone say, that I can direct to me to the airport? <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone that can direct me to the airport? And and uh, Nobby Nobby Noir is just like I can, and then directs him <laughs> to the police station by accident. <laughs> Even though he's trying to direct him to the airport, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh <laughs> that's Oh, and Nobby's obsession this week with um the workings of coaches and buses allows him to drive the yeah. bus. Because the reason they were investigating who did the poo is that on this bus the cubicle is quite close to the front and it was so smelly that the driver has yeah. passed out and can't drive them. Has passed out, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. The dri- or the driver just went for a poo and just collapsed at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> well, I mean it's pretty obvious who did the poo in that case. No, yeah. no, the driver went down just or, or just to go to the toilet. Oh, I see. Uh, the next person in, you yeah. know, like... I don't like that because I'll be all I'd be thinking about for the whole film is that this driver hasn't had his poo yet. <laughs> <laughs> that always annoys me. Going, that annoys yeah, me in any knows, film. The driver knows what he's doing. <laughs> what, what he's doing. He, was go, he was going for a wee uh, and he stumbles out, you yeah. know, having... He's having had his wee. Okay, that's fumes. fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that always yeah. annoys me in films, that, when, when the yeah. driver of a bus hasn't had a poo. <laughs> You know, that, that constantly yeah. I was watching Shang Chi, and I was like, "Well, look, I don't know when this bus driver's had a poo last." I co- completely took me out of the scene. <laughs> that bus driver, that that thread on Twitter where it's like, "I'm a professional bus driver, and here's what I here's my analysis of that scene in Shang Chi." Well, I don't know when the driver's last had a poo, so that, that's all I'm wondering. No, when there is a film where someone goes to the toilet but it's the only reason in the film is so that they encounter a different thing and they never get to go to the toilet i'm like well why isn't that still a priority for them for the rest of the film (laughs) 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 this is unrealistic now because it's not like because they went to the toilet so you don't do that until you're like oh one of my one of my top priorities now is to stop everything else i'm doing and go to to the the toilet toilet. yeah yeah Yeah. it's very unrealistic if for the rest of the film they never mention it again (laughs) I've put my bladder on hiatus. Yeah. And now... It's not, yeah. it's not plot relevant anymore. Who does no. number two work for? <laughs> All right, so that was... It was fucking one of yours. Just to remember years. what that film's called. Oh, um, and, and we... I bet we can get that mum to do a cameo and be one of the yeah, people on the bus. Sure. Yeah. Come on. As if... Yeah, easy. She'll definitely do that. Yeah. For that, for that sweet W.H. Smith money, easily. <laughs> so from Ross Originals, we've got a bloody inconvenience. Hey, right. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, so this needs to be something that normally we just grumble about. Yeah. But on this occasion is, in fact, the scene of a murder. So what's, a, what's an inconvenience normally? Oh, um, well, uh, people keep slipping up on this one little patch of ground. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's like a flagstone poking up that you always... That you always either trip over or step on, and a puddle under it goes into your shoes. Because oh, yeah. you know oh. what else is. Because you know Bloody what else is. Uh, what, what else is like going to cause people to, to to trip or slip or or fall uh-huh. Uh-huh. is uh-huh. if they're slipping on some blood. <gasps> yeah, if it's and if it's the 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 flagstone is up because there's 
a, a body yeah oh uh, yeah and that, yeah okay so this is this is going to be nobby noir takes on city planning right yeah. He takes on the council. Oh, right. It's yeah, it's not a pokey up <laughs> flagstone. It's um, you know, anti homeless spikes on stuff uh, yeah. that means that there's no comfortable benches anymore. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Bloody inconvenience that stuff and it's bad. it's morally bad as well. So let's take on the council. What on earth does this have to do with Nobby though? <laughs> well, cuz Nobby likes to Nobby likes to lie on this specific bench in the park. Yeah. Um uh to to read his comic books. Sure, yeah. He likes, <laughs> just lie down. <laughs> lie yeah, down that's what it is. Park. He takes on the council and everyone thinks that he's being, you know, humanitarian. Everyone thinks yeah. he's being a good guy because he he's against anti-homeless measures. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, he just wants to read a comic. He wants <laughs> to lie down bench. on that bench, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so <laughs> when he, he wins and then, like, some a homeless person wants to lie on he's like, get off, I want to read a comic. Not while I'm, <laughs> not while I'm lying down. Um, <laughs> I'm taking up both seats. Uh, and then, like... But, yeah, the reason they put the anti-homeless bench in there was to cover the fact that they needed the to put concrete onto the into the park <laughs> to cover over a body. Uh, wow. Wait, okay, actually, actually, that actually could... That could work, right? Because what it is, is this park already has some benches. Yeah. But now there's a murder, and someone who has the means to do this has put the body in there, covered it over with concrete, and for an excuse, they put in a new bench. Yeah. But the latest, like like guidelines from the council is that benches have you know arms in the middle and you can't like and they're in bloody inconvenience because they don't want homeless people on them so that's why it's one of those benches just because it's the latest bench yeah and it just so happens that that's what nobby is trying to sort out accidentally uncovers a murder (laughs) yeah (laughs) there you go that's actually not bad. It's not the good. It's not a, bad. The murder of a campaigner against uh, anti-homeless uh, yeah. like yeah. Uh, architecture. Yes. That's it. Who, who's it's playing this ironic. campaigner? Oh, um, uh, Olivia Coleman again. <laughs> Olivia Coleman. I foresaw that. I thought Olivia Coleman, yeah. and I think that Olivia. So she's dead, right, Olivia? Yeah. Yeah. I think she. Um, worked for the council and i think she was the councillor who was against these new bench yes. measures and like so the murderer is someone else on the council and we know that because he had access to the you know he could put a new bench in and the concrete and stuff he could just sign off on that yeah and i think and there's a there's a big bit in the middle of it where like uh i say big there's a, there's a section in the middle of it where like um the police are trying to stop nobby from being an inconvenience in the park um, mm-hmm. So he's leading on a more wild goose chase by going down the slide in the p- playground, <laughs> and he's like, you know, doing the monkey bars to yeah. get away from them, and that like quite whole... a wild goose chase. Yeah, and, and uh, mean, meanwhile, you know, around Roger a very Allum, small area. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, Roger Allen is, is is standing on the sidelines, frowning because he's the council member that's done the murder. He's like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, catch him, catch him. <laughs> <laughs> well, while this row of policemen are chasing after him, like they're in single the file, the like, yeah. on the roundabout, like yeah, yeah on the... <laughs> one like, of them, one of them's pushing the roundabout, like they're putting <laughs> goodies or something, just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. They have one of those things where it's like you know you go up the ladder and now you're in a little like den that's got a yeah. slide coming out of it, <laughs> yeah. and they, go, they have to go through that. 
<laughs> just watching Richard Iowani evade the police in the playground. And, the playground. <laughs> and they're all, as they run after him, they're like waving truncheons yeah. in the air. They're all they're all like classic bobbies, you know. With uh... not yeah, not modern not modern batons or whatever <laughs> yeah. they have now. No, a truncheon. Yeah. <laughs> like those those cone hats on, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with pocket watches. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that was a bloody inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what all of them, everyone in that row, Richard Iwadi, every policeman, occasionally turns to the camera to say during the chase. <laughs> right, so from my waste of talent, we've got Big Sippy the Crime Juice. <laughs> right, so this is set in like a in like a play school, like a preschool crash, and uh, <laughs> somehow, somehow. Uh, Nobby Noir has ended up in a preschool classroom. Yeah, he's a teaching assistant. And he's got. Is it... Yeah, and he's. So the crime. It's not a murder this time. The crime is that, like, someone. One of the children has sipped the other one's little cup and they shouldn't have. <laughs> I, I like I like the fact that it starts off with this classroom and Nobby Noir's sat there in this tiny chair at this tiny desk and he just goes. Well, this film's rubbish. Like, <laughs> he thinks he's at the cinema and has just taken a wrong turn. Yeah, this is when he's got his glasses off, tiny oh, I thought eyes. He was, yeah. I thought he was commenting on this yeah. film. <laughs> well, it's, that's a meta commentary. It's a meta commentary. It's a bold opening yeah. statement for any film, isn't it? To have this film's the, rubbish. The key actor turned to camera and say, well, this film's rubbish. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a meta commentary that one um, yeah. uh, that we we put right on the, at the start. But yeah, he's 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 not got his glasses on. He thinks he's in the cinema and he's sat there in a tiny chair, tiny desk, and he's uh, like, "This is uh, a rubbish film." <laughs> he puts his glasses on and goes, "Wait a minute, I'm not in the cinema. I'm in a classroom." And then one of the kids is like, "They took my sippy cup." They took my like, this shall not stand. <laughs> no one, no one's leaving this room until we found out who's tucked the sippy cap. It was full of what was it full of? Capri Sun. Capri Sun. <laughs> well, wait, hang on, hang on. You mean to say you 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 stuck a straw in the Capri Sun and then squirted it out into your <laughs> sippy cap? What kind of monster are you? So, who's who's stolen this sippy cup? I think I think to, to try and to, to adhere to the genre, someone not a child <laughs> yeah. must yeah. die in this. Right. And I think it's well, that's what like, it ramps it's up gonna to. Be like, there's a there, there's yeah. a cast just as good as you know Murder on the Orient Express of people like that, but yeah. they're just not the children. The, yeah, <laughs> they're all playing children. Yeah, <laughs> they're all they're all shrunk down. Yeah, this is how they, all, they uh, filmed it with you know balls all over them, and then they were CG'd yeah. into children that looked like <laughs> them as children. That's how yeah. it's done. Well, <laughs> they're, they're just regular. <laughs> they look like they regularly do. They're just shrunk down <laughs> to child yeah. size. Yeah, and this is how um, this is how Nobby Noir sees the world. Mm. Everyone's a, a famous actor in in a role. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant he sees the world that everyone's just 
grown children, which is how I, no. I'm starting to see the world like that. I The last several people I've watched on YouTube, I've been like, you just look like a five-year-old with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right here. Like, I think... You do that grown-ups. Mm. Remember that? Is it called grown-ups or something? Like the, the um, a nativity was going on, but like a load of adults. There was like a, there were two casts. There were a load of children and a load of adults that kept oh, switching between the two. Oh, no, that wasn't two. called grown-ups. That was... Wasn't this like a TV film years and years ago? And it was like oh. the, the something primary school nativity or something like that. And so yeah. yeah. Either way, yeah. In this case, we have all these kids and then every now and again, we will all... Like, so... It's all these actors, all these like you know, A-list yeah. actors around uh, around um, Nobby, and then every now and again we just cut to clearly him being surrounded by children, but with the same hairstyle. Right. Yeah. So that's and, what it costs. So that is what stuff. it really is. But Nobby sees yeah. them yeah. as his peers. <laughs> yes. Yes. He see he sees them as people who are who are played mm. by, and we start to realise <laughs> that the star-studded yeah. world around Nobby in previous oh. movies. Might have just a been load of kids. him yeah. bigging things up. That explains the whole bit like, on the playground, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine him sat in this classroom mm-hmm. and then this kid goes to hand him, uh, or goes to tur- turns to him, and then it cuts to a, a over-the-shoulder shot from from the back of Nobby, and it's Willem Dafoe going. They stole my sippy cup. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, he's he's got a beard. He's got a big beard, like he had in the lighthouse. And he's like, he's he's haggard. He's he's (laughs) slumped in the in the chair. He's full on lighthouse to phone. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah, they they stole my sippy cup. (laughs) I I'm nothing without it. It was full of Capri Sun. (laughs) And then later on. You know, that's when Nobby comes back and says, you mean to tell me that you, and he's like wagging his finger in the face of Willem Dafoe, that you, you pierced the, the with, with the regulated size straw of a Capri Sun, turned it over and squeezed the whole thing into a sippy cup. I don't believe you, you're four. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's what I did. It may not sound... And it turns out... It, may it turns sound out ridiculous. that Will was was lying, and yep. uh, he was lying to cover something else yeah. he did, um, which of course meant that there was a whole Rube Goldberg machine uh, of, of of stuff that led to the head teacher of this nursery dying, <laughs> and the police in the other room were investigating. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because he was meant to be in that room, <laughs> but instead he went to the other one. I just joined in with the class. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks that that's the mystery. The sippy cups the mystery where in fact there was a murder. There's, there's basically like, the, the, the reason he said that they stole his uh, sippy cup was because uh, he wanted to pin the theft of a part of the... Do you remember the big water walls in, like, nursery and preschool stuff? Where it's like a... It's a... Tell me more. Um, a thing that you pour water in one side and it runs down all these runners. And it, like, it might turn a wheel or it might... Oh, um, yeah. Like, you, you, you sort of, like, raise a, a thing. So you can, it's got, like, a lock system sometimes. Yeah. And you can pull, pull the thing up and it floods the next thing. Um, he stole a little bit of that that he really liked. Um, and it just happened to be an integral part 
And then that mm. whole thing, because it's one of the biggest and like it, it was, it was very, very big and expensive. Uh, the whole thing collapsed on the head teacher um, oh, and oh, no. uh, uh, killing her. But he didn't, he it didn't could... want to get found out for having stolen. Well, that. I think, I think part of it is that like because of the bit that the kid has stolen, it overloads like a water wheel, and that comes off and goes rolling down the corridor. Yeah, and like that, and then and then it hits a little bump because the because the little. The, the not paving stone the indoor yeah. version of that the floor tile yeah was sticking up a little bit so this water wheel hops up into the air off that and becomes <laughs> a sort of buzzsaw flying through the air oh, and just yeah. lops the head teacher's head off oh, oh. wow that's Horrendous. grim yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely too dangerous for a nursery but oh, yes. we, it was a it was a very high budget nursery these are all like the the children of the rich and famous and so they well no but think about like what you know what's actually gone wrong here there was a slightly loose water wheel in the yeah. thing and there was a slightly loose tile on the floor these are perfectly innocent things mm-hmm. apart from whatever it is you're talking about about a complicated water si- situation in a nursery <laughs> that, that, i don't know what that is but i'm willing to go along with it for now yeah. Yeah, they're good. They're little toys. They're usually little. In this case, oh, we're, we're talking about one. a little thing, right? Yeah. I thought you meant a wall of the nursery. Is this this water feature when, thing? When you were a child, it felt like it was a big right. thing. Right, but uh, so you're, you're talking small. about you, you're talking about one of those play things that you're supposed to like sucker to the side of the bath. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you and you, and you pour yeah, it in, yeah, and yeah. the water wheel goes. Yeah. But in this nursery, totally it's big, you, yeah. and you can turn a little tap, and the water starts coming Got down it. the thing, and you can yes. pull a little lever. I have that. Someone posted a picture of the Fisher Price that uh, on Twitter just the other day, and I was I I, I I definitely remember enjoying mine because if you put do you remember if you put enough water into the water wheel, got it turning enough, a little yellow door would turn around, and there'd just be a blue octopus there, just hanging out behind the door, just hanging out Whoa. behind the door. It was a, like a oh, we like could a, never like, we could never afford like a enough water. Um, uh, for uh, it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I forgot your northern. The octopus yeah. did the <laughs> the octopus did the murder. <laughs> Yeah, that's where the murderer is hiding. I don't know, that doesn't make any sense. Because, um, this, is an, because this is an affluent uh, nursery, it's a real octopus. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it, someone put too much water in, the door turned down, the octopus leapt out and killed someone. <laughs> Imagine being shown around this nursery and it's like, oh yeah, that's just the octopus. Sometimes crawling through the vents, you know. just That's uh, just the nursery octopus we have. Okay, I want to cast more of these people, like more <laughs> of the different kinds of children at the preschool that are going right. to be played by adult stars. <laughs> okay, yeah. I just realised, right, this is the main pitch, isn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the film is called Big Sippy <laughs> the Crime Juice. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, he's got a lot of star power at the moment. We've got to get him in there somewhere. yeah. yeah. Timothy Chalamet is the uh, is the son of the guy who uh, donated all the money to the um, to the uh, to the place, like uh, to make it this very well funded, um, very kind of like highly equipped uh, nursery, right? Incidentally, Timothy Chalamet is the only one not replaced with a child actor. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it is yeah. Just maybe, Chalamet. maybe ironically, he should play one of the adults who works there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's 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 a precious little prince both ways. Um, <laughs> so his his dad's the rich per, the, the rich mm-hmm. one in town who's paid for all this who's paid for this giant water wall. You've got um, I'm gonna say uh, 
someone someone's the kid of like the person who invented the whole machine <laughs> you know the, the, the like the artist who created it or the person who designed this big this big uh mm. setup so because it's it's something out of the ordinary right mm. this oh, set yeah. piece so it's gonna have to be like explained in universe that someone someone made yeah. it um, um so who would be the the son of a real or the, the son or daughter of a really kind of clever sort of like oh i'm the wacky inventor sort of type oh uh jeff goldblum jeff goldblum is is the is the inventor uh, inventor type working yeah uh, uh son um uh, uh why uh th- did you steal uh the the sippy cup uh where where is is the sippy cup uh gone uh wh- why would you put the capri sun into the sippy cup when it was already kind of uh, a cup anyway uh yeah it just doesn't add up uh, <laughs> uh and he's and yeah I, I guess he's like um constantly kind of futzing with futzing with stuff he's, he's uh maybe he's like got his own little experiments going on in the in the in the classroom that he's he's uh he's well, what doing what else do you do at I nursery that's we... what you do there you have a bit of play-doh Couple of crayons, you're doing yeah. some sort of experiment. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And like, when it's the adult stuff, he's got like goggles on and a Bunsen yeah. burner <laughs> and like a soldering iron yeah. and stuff. Because the child side, it's just like Play Doh and a little uh, yeah. a stick. <laughs> I really like uh, the idea of Kelsey Grammer being that one kid who always carries around a blanket. Yeah, okay, yeah. And sucking yeah. his thumb. Uh, yeah. That's, that's Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Except but when he's an he's... adult, it's a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cigar and a and a suit jacket yeah, yeah. the whole time. <laughs> um I'm gonna say uh Rob Rob McKelleny. Yep. And, Let me just Google that. <clears throat> um and Vince Vaughn are um <laughs> are two football boys. Football boys. Like of they're they're like the um, and uh, they they are all, all the, when when they're kids they're just sort of like you know uh, a little bit rough and tumble but when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the adults they're like uh, wearing like tank tops and they've they've got like uh, mud smeared across their faces and they're all almost like military sort of like mm. uh, navy seals mm. sort of uh, sort of guys and and when they come onto screen of course there's a military drum drum roll that yeah. comes on and they're like. You need, you need. Vince Vaughn's like, you need to get out of here. Uh, he says to to um, uh, says to Richard Iowardi, <laughs> like, you need to get out of here. I can find a way. And he's sort of like there, like giving him a leg, <laughs> giving him a leg of this tiny child. I, this tiny child giving Richard Iowardi a leg up, leg up through the window. I, I love the idea as well. I don't, I don't know why this visual image has come to me, but Vincent D'Onofrio in just a diaper. Yeah, I don't know how we'd fit that in, but yeah, like, like, like Richard already walks into a room at one point, and it's just Vincent D'Onofrio in a diaper, sat at a big desk. (laughs) The the way I would do it is have like essentially like it's Vincent D'Onofrio in a diaper. It's a child. It's a baby with a diaper and like a, a, a little a little yellow baby yellow t-shirt on right yeah but then uh like we uh, who's who's just inexplicably in this one room alone and nobody knows why <laughs> and then and then later on 
uh, Vince Vaughn breaks uh, Richard Ayoade into this room in which that kid is left, and it's and it's um, and it's Vincent D'Onofrio who's or who's wearing a big adult diaper, but uh. also still wearing the same baby-sized uh, yellow T-shirt. <laughs> so it's really, it's really tight, tight on him. Really tight on him. Oh. <laughs> and, like, and he's like. He's a da- he's a dangerous guy, you know. They're, they're, they're talking about him like he's the most dangerous prisoner in the in the in the prison, you know. Like he's like, we're gonna bust him out, and he's and he's gonna cause a distraction. <laughs> it's just like, baby. I just he's really kept like in this other room because he's dangerous. I just really like the idea of them going through that room at one point in the movie, and it just being a really unsettling scene that doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> It's it's just we see Vincent D'Onofrio in a diaper and we're just like we're meant to go oh it's a bit weird isn't it <laughs> and, then, and then the film continues regardless yeah I think that was Big Sippy the Crime Juice <laughs> <laughs> a Nobby Noir mystery <laughs> so. Those were all our Nobby Noir films. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed <laughs> that mystery franchise we've just pitched out for you um, and, and, and the strange place it went. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's that's the nature of the podcast, I guess. Uh, so yep. thank you all, all for listening and uh, thank you to our patrons as well. Uh, well, first, first and foremost, thank you, Dave, that's for coming right. on the show. Of course. Um, and uh, uh, where can people find you um, if they want to to track down uh, the begin the very difficult journey of finding uh, finding your your things that you do online? It's it's a real it's a real effort. <laughs> they should go to <laughs> twitter.com forward slash demon tomato Dave if they want to see me just post my things all the time um i'm demon tomato dave on youtube and i've got a couple of podcasts of my own uh every two weeks uh sonic the comic the podcast takes you back in time to the very early days of the sonic the hedgehog franchise when everything was completely different and here in the uk the uh, people who made our comic had total free reign to do what they wanted with it and what they wanted with it was to actually make it resemble the games unlike uh, the more familiar american comics so that's an interesting artifact of gaming past and uh, but also we generally take you back to the 90s to uh, experience what it was like to be a kid then and i particularly direct listeners of this episode to episode number 59 of sonic the comic the podcast which is titled a shrieking blancmange man and that will tell you exactly who <laughs> mr blobby was we do a whole presentation about it. Uh, i have another podcast called serious disney's in which myself and my friend johan ran a sing uh, that that other podcast, of course, is with uh, TV's Chris McFeely from YouTube's uh, Transformers: The Basics, and um, this is Jahan, who's just from Serious Disney and his normal life, uh, and uh, we talk about um, Disney films like the ever popular Encanto. We have an episode where we we recorded a, a, about that film like the day it came out or something, or the next day or something yeah. like that. We went to see it and we talked about it and preempted all of the love that people have for that film yeah. um but also we talk about the- did you talk about bruno we did actually yes so, so you yeah. that so we broke all the rules there but uh, also we <laughs> in, on our series we talk about the the weird remakes they're making and just stuff go and listen to it it's quite funny and it's blithering on about pop culture in a way you might be interested in serious disney and sonic the comic the podcast and demon tomato dave on twitter twitch and youtube yeah yeah, 
Yeah, go go over there. Um, and yeah, mo- those if you're if you've been listening to Lads Pitch for a long time, you will definitely get a kick out of those, those both of those podcasts. But like Sonic the Comic, you'll have heard us blathering on about nineties things mm-hmm. at some point because it's just where <laughs> we're from in time. So um, uh, that that one will will take you give you some context mm. for our nonsense. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, so yeah, uh, thank you, of course. Uh, for listening and thank you to all of our patrons um, who are over at patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast they give a little bit of money each and every month um, to keep the podcast going and to keep us getting better they paid for our brand new uh, awesome um, logo designed by Eden MW and they are just helping to support us all the way through so if you want to join them and get a load of bonus content for yourself and get a, uh, a a your name read out on the show, then please go over to patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast and give as little as a dollar a month. Um, and, uh, of course, we thank Brandon Spanky Mills, Ross Origins, McSbisk. It seems that the Bisk squad changed the podcast logo in the past. Time ripple incoming. Jeremy Elkayam. Stephen D. Thomas. The secret number is 17, and you will know when the time has come to use it. The Eldar Death Squad are pleased to announce that the Orcs Are Dorks podcast is now available at orcsardorks.podbean.com. Fingers to hand. Trime D Prime Kyam. There's a there's the, a consequence wash on the way from 1383. James Delaney. Behold, we have stymied the flow of Bisque to London, to but now it's flooding the uh, it's flooding Bisky origin. Nikki H. Mine own Benson Phillips, behold, yonder there fellow, what was his name? Brent Black? Question mark? Yes, yes him. He's ens- encapsulated the bisque flow into a delicious breakfast snackaroo. Muster upon me, bisque time squad, yonder mission is complete. Tis time for our return to future. There was a funny name here once, it's gone now. Joseph Hegarty. Back to future, you say? Quickly, everybody into the time mobile. Roger Schmeckel. Do not expose nutrition brick to gamma rays as we are still trying to contain the mass. Quickly, press the time travel button. Being that this far back is giving me a right itch on Alex NSFW. 2022? We overshot slightly, but it'll do... Wait, this doesn't look right. Hark! The Herald Angels sing of the second Patreon account I created to join this stupid ARG. What's that smell? It's like ozone, molten cling film, and wheat. Max, Max Bisque Musk Sticks Wasps Nests. Hyacinths since thistles. Oh my god, look at that billboard. Is that. Pl- what is plasti wheat? We didn't have that before, right? Captain Eden has commandeered this podcast, and I, Matt, am joining their crew of rowdy buccaneers. Sorry, Tom. Continuing this story is stretching the limits of my creativity and ingest plast wheat. Thank you to all those people, including the very real podcast that was advertised in the middle of it. Um, uh, we don't know how that came to be. We are still trying to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you to all those people. And we end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Award, which is the award we go out to someone who's given us a title based around an existing title and just had a bit of fun with it. Yeah. So, this week, the award goes to Reese Howell, who's given us Death on the Niles Crane. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, well, <laughs> Frasier's yeah. brother, isn't it, from Frasier? <laughs> sure is. Uh, and until I get over that, I've been Matt Turner. And I've been Tom McGrath. And I've been Dave Bulmer. And I've been remembering who pitched it. I don't think I've done a poo on a bus, but, like, I don't think I knew I wasn't supposed to.